It's time for Love Talk with Evelyn and Van Davison. Love talking today about the gaps in love and leadership with special guests Greg and Donna Davidson. Thank you, uh, Gavin. Uh, we are in studio today with some very, very special friends. And we have a very special uh, time plan for you today. We're going to continue our series of talking about gaps in life. And gaps to us means God's appointed place and God's anointed person for that place. And in, in the studio with us is my sweetie, Van. Good morning, Van. Hello. Hello. <laughs> how, are, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Well, I'm I'm piddling along, as Mom would say, you know, just piddling along. Well, we have some very special guests with us today. We do. Longtime friends. Uh, Donna and Greg Davidson and uh, longtime friends, but not kin. Yeah. Uh, our <laughs> name is spelled without the D, and theirs is spelled with the middle D. So it's Davidson. And uh, Greg is the executive clerk and director of the Constituent Communication Division of the Office of the Governor of Texas. And uh, for the past 25 years, he served on staffs of Governors Clements, Bush, Perry, and Abbott at various capacities and positions. And Greg, we're great. we're really glad to have you. I'm, I'm real glad to be with you guys this morning. It's good to see you again. But we've got somebody really pretty, too. Who is that? <laughs> I, I thought you were going to introduce her. Oh, I'm supposed to introduce her? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you tell me I'm a little excited today. It, it is our friend Donna Davidson. And Donna and I met... Uh, Years and years, and I'm not going to tell them how long. No, please don't. <laughs> uh, at a, the original uh, KXIL studio, and um, uh, we've we've been friends through the years with both Don and Greg, and uh, we're going to talk about your life today and what it what it means to you to stand in the gap for the Lord Jesus, and so I want to welcome you. Thank, Thank you. you. Good to be here. Glad to be here. Uh, Donna. Donna um, I think I'm going to ask your husband okay. to introduce you. Would you do that, Greg? Tell us what you know about her that's sanitary. Well, let's see. <laughs> First off, we've been married 36 years, and um, so I've know, I know a thing or two about her. Uh-huh. I've seen a thing or two. Um, she, uh, she and I met, actually, here in Austin, and she came up to Austin to go to school at the University of Texas. Mm-hmm. This is the late 70s, the very late 70s. And I'd come down to Austin to go to school. So we kind of met in between. She's from a little town in South Texas called Mission, Texas. And I'll let her tell you a little bit about Mission in a little bit. But uh, Donna is one of the, um, how should I say, if we're, if we're talking about gaps, she is one of the rocks on which I stand on when I'm in the gap. Mm-hmm. She is. Uh, she has me firmly grounded, uh, not just in platitudes and nice things, but she she keeps me grounded spiritually. Uh, she presses me in on scripture issues. Uh, we've had many of deep theological issues hashed out through those thirty six years, and has really been a life mate. Um, so I'm not sure how how much better I can introduce her. To the audience, she'll do a little bit of that of herself. But she is well known at the legislature and the and the governor's offices. And she so. has. She has been. I've I've been working in uh, government in um, since uh, 1985, 
and Donna started in '86. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about our background and how we got to that point too. Uh, yes, it, it, it ties together Christian radio, Christian bookstores, Christian concerts, Christian publications, and uh, just a love for Jesus. Well, a love for Jesus, and that's what we like to talk about. <laughs> How did you know you love this guy enough to marry him? Well, you know, I think when you understand that love is not just a feeling, mm-hmm. but a covenant yes. and a commitment then it almost doesn't matter because we all go through stages where we might not like somebody, we might actually be upset with somebody, but it doesn't matter because you're committed mm-hmm. and covenanted to love that person through the whole thing because that's what Christ does for us. That's what God did for us. Amen. And so basing our relationship on that foundation has made it just wonderful. So, yes, I knew probably that... that um, he was playing hard to get, and I wasn't, <laughs> so Love it. that's okay. <laughs> we were actually working at KIXL Radio. This is mm-hmm. 1980. Yes. When Donna came up, she was working in radio down in the Rio Grande Valley, and I was the program director at KIXL, mm-hmm. which meant I was, we were still kind of a music station at that yes. time, so my job was to play as much music as possible, and Donna was in the front office trafficking commercials, which mm-hmm. meant she was scheduling commercials. And her job was to schedule as many commercials an hour. So we were constantly butting heads because I wanted more music and she wanted more commercials. So we began to realize this is a pretty good basis for a relationship. Well, if you can encounter that and survive, I would say amen. (laughs) Amen. Well, you know, we... uh, I want to define what a gap is. A gap is normally a place where it's empty. And there's space without anything there. And um, what we really um, believe happened to us, all of us, in the course of time was when Jesus Christ walked out of eternity and into the lives of us individually. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about a gap is God's appointed place. You know, he puts us. He puts you in Mission, Texas. He put me at Cut and Shoot. <laughs> uh, but it's not just the birthplace. It's the growth place. And how God, we allow God to mentor us to the point, the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit, to the point that we can serve him in a way that we bring honor and glory to him. And that makes us an anointed person by the power of God's Spirit. And so, to come in from that framework, I want us to talk a little bit about, you know, how it is that um, uh, he became real to you, uh, Donna. How did this experience come to your life? Was it through a pastor, through your family? or The, um, the time that I recognized God yes. is when he got, his, he got my attention in a very dramatic way. My father died in a car accident when I was only 13 years old. Mm. Before that, I had gone to church on my own. Uh, I had gone to um, catechism classes on Saturday morning and would walk by myself. Mm. I don't know what motivated me to at the time from anything external. I just know that that was what I was going to do. And when Daddy died, a month later, my sister took me to a James Robeson crusade and so it was on april 8th of 1973 less than a month after daddy died that i heard 
the gospel really preached. I heard it. It made total sense, and I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior at the tender age of 13 after that had happened. Mm -hmm. Um, My life verse came shortly thereafter. Um, I recognized Romans 8.28 as my life verse, and it has been that ever since for me. For we know that in all things God works together for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I saw neighbor dads playing with their kids out in the front yard after my dad died. I saw other things happening that were a result Mm -hmm. of my father's death and people being affected by it. So that's how I came to know God, and that's how I came to cling to him. You know, that is such an exciting story uh, to me. Because we all have those things. He sends us billboards. <laughs> you know, I do believe that. One way or other, you're going to get it. So I'm going to give it to you till you do. But, you know, it is so exciting to know that a young girl at 13 years of age could make a decision to be in that particular place of God's love and let the Lord Jesus plan a lifestyle. What about you, Greg? My story was extremely different. Uh, there was no cataclysmic event. There was no uh, struggle with drugs or sexual addictions mm-hmm. or drinking or alcohol. I was just your average run-of-the-mill kid. Uh, I grew up in, in North Dallas and uh, went to school. It was good. I was moral. Uh, the only time that I ever saw my family in church, though, was either at a funeral or a wedding. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't part of who we were. What, what, what we did on Sundays was we waited for the Dallas Cowboys to come on TV, <laughs> and we ate brunch, and we read the Dallas Morning News. So when I was a senior in high school, I went on a Young Life ski trip, and uh, one of the counselors just casually asked me, um, so, Greg, how long have you been a Christian? And I said, oh, uh, I guess all my life. <laughs> Um. And <laughs> the bells went off, and we sat down and we talked, and he, he worked me through uh, the Romans Road, and, and I began to see it every step of the way. I wasn't, I wasn't meeting up. And so at the very end, he says, well, you know, I said, I've done, I've done all that. I know, I'm, I know I'm a sinner. I know that Christ died for me, um, and that makes sense. He said, well, have you ever, have you ever gone a step further and repented of your sins mm-hmm. and asked Jesus in your heart? I said, oh, as a matter of fact, I haven't. <laughs> so at that moment, uh, December 28th in Carbondale, Colorado of 1975, uh, I prayed uh, for the first time in my life mm-hmm. uh, to uh, ask Jesus to work in my life. Well, he certainly has done that well to give you something like this pretty dawn over <laughs> here. But for all the things, Greg, that you do, you know, <clears throat> I prayed you up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that. I remember that. I I have been the coordinator uh, for this part of Texas for National Day of Prayer since about 1983. And uh, my phone rang one day, and it was someone from the office, and they said, uh, we need to get somebody down there to uh, do a capital event. Would you do that? And I said, no, I'm sorry, I can't. I've had some health issues. And, and so um, we, I said that I will pray about it. Literally, in 24 hours, they call back. You won't believe this, but a young man named Greg from the governor's office called us wanting to do a capital event. (laughs) And I said, 
Get him. And I'll go see him. <laughs> and I've been got by Evelyn ever since. <laughs> you know, it is exciting to think about how we got to the point where God could begin to get a return on his investment in our lives. And Donna, that's what we want to talk about today as, as you um, uh, are with us. Stay tuned. With, stay, stay with us. And we'll be back after this. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to ensure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Drive. Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. You know, the world has changed and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Thank you, uh, Gavin. Uh, we are in studio today with some very, very special friends. It's our friend Greg Davidson and Donna Davidson. And we're not kin by blood, but we're kin with hearts. Is that right, Donna? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Most definitely. We've got some wonderful things to talk about today. And, and what we're talking about is how in our life, when Jesus Christ becomes real, that we begin to uh, give him a return on his investment in us. And we do that in what we call gaps. You know, there, there are times in our life that we do this, and there are times in our life when we do that. So uh, let's, let's talk about that. Um, uh, Greg, what is, what is one of the first gaps, I guess, that you and Donna had to deal with as you were either courting or, uh, you know, looking toward um, becoming a couple? And maybe how your careers uh, develop. 
I think probably one of the biggest gaps was um, I, I think at the very beginning of our both our relationship and also with the beginning of our ministry, we had a tendency to outdistance God, and that was easy for us to do because we were in control of that distance beyond what we could do. And instead of resting and waiting for God to act, there were a lot of ways that we were sort of wanting to serve him so much that we created that gap ourselves. It's a self-imposed gap. So uh, like I mentioned earlier, we were working at the radio station. We were also doing uh, concerts. We were doing Christian concerts with Amy Grant, um, uh, Sherry, uh, Phil Keggy, uh, Dogwood, Father Paris, Petro, groups like that. We were trying to get the young people involved around the UT campus in, 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 in music ministry. And so we were doing that, and we actually had a, um, a tabloid newspaper that we printed called the Pilgrim Christian Magazine. We really? published it from 1979 to about 1984. Uh, we printed it down in Lockhart, and uh, it was centered here in Austin. It was mostly about what was happening in the contemporary Christian music scene at that time, mm-hmm. which was still very new. It was it was not as established as it is now. So we had that ministry, and then in 1981, we opened up a bookstore near the UT campus called The Rock Christian Books and Music, and we sold Bibles and, and, and Bible study supplies to students there at the university to equip them to, to move into ministry after they graduated from college. And so we had all of these ministries going out, and we weren't caring for ourselves spiritually well. But we were busy. We were busy building the kingdom. That's right. But that created a gap between really what our relationship was with Jesus and, and where we should have been. And it's not that it was a bad gap. It's just it was, it was a self-imposed time that we separated ourselves from God that – not separated, but that, that we were – Putting on the burn, back burner. Yeah, because we could do everything. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, we were busy doing it, not necessarily resting and trusting in him. So right. we were doing it for him. And thinking that we were doing everything in his power, but, you know, he honored it anyway. He blessed it anyway. So that was sort of the gap that developed in our in our ministry and sort of what we were doing. I and mean, then personally, um, and Donna, I'll let you talk about the gap with your father a little bit. There was just, there was a sense of, 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 um, of void. Yeah, yeah just that, that distance. That yeah, is I, that's between, very uh, common in gaps. Yeah. Just, you know, we know we're here, but, you know, what? what's next? What's next? Well, it was really it was really interesting because when Daddy and I, Daddy and I used to watch the Dallas Cowboys, so Greg and I kind of had that in common. <laughs> um, and then I was teaching my little brother a bit about football and different things so that I could kind of fill in that gap for him a little bit. But... I think one of the reasons that I even came to UT was because God helped fill the gap with my hero, Tom Landry, who's from Mission, Texas, as well. We have Tom Landry Avenue, Tom Landry Stadium. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tom Landry is, is famous, but his dad has a little park named after him because he was our fire chief in Mission. So when he came up to UT, I thought, well, if that's where he went, and Daddy didn't go to college, and Mom had only had hadn't gone to college, so it's like I guess that's where I'm going. So I worked my way to be able to come up to college, and that gap was somewhat filled in some ways by that. And then it was filled when um, 
don't know, I'm sure you know Jackson and Barbara Boyette. Yes. And Greg and oh, I. Oh, I love those guys. Exactly. Uh, Jackson's the one who married us, and Greg and I were actually fellowshipping at Dayspring Fellowship back when we were first dating and when mm-hmm. we got married. So that helped to fill in the gap. Uh, Jackson and Barbara kind of took me under their wing, and um, it's it's just been amazing to see how God worked through all of that and helped me fill it, not with um, necessarily looking for love in all the wrong places, mm-hmm. even though, you know, I, I did some things in college and, you know, dated some guys that I, you know, I'm glad I ended up with Greg. Greg, <laughs> <laughs> you did too. I mean, I used to go to clubs and stuff like that, even though I was a Christian. I kind of stagnated and needed help growing. And one of our first dates was Greg brought me a flower and asked me to go to an Easter service. So that helped me kind of know that he was going to be the one. Uh How did he ask you to marry him? Well, this boy is just absolutely amazing. I'm going to brag on him. My father accident was on March 18th of 1973 and we had talked about possibly getting married and he had asked how long I'd want to be engaged and when I would want to get married and I said I'd probably want to get married in March. My father's birthday is also in March. It's March 7th. Um, So he and I talked about it and uh, we went on a little trip to El Paso. He took me up the side of Franklin Mountain acting like he was lost. We uh, came out on the side of Franklin Mountain and overlooked the lights of El Paso and Juarez. And he proposed to me on March 18th of 1981 so that I would not remember my father's death in sadness and that day in sadness. But I could rejoice, and that was the beginning of How our lives together. I didn't know you had that in you, Greg. <laughs> well, my hope as a kid, uh, we lived in Salt Lake City for a few years. Uh-huh. And Salt Lake City is built in a valley, and there's a beautiful place overlooking the valley where you can just see beautiful lights. Yeah. And so I've always thought, even as a kid, this would be a great place to ask someone to marry you. <laughs> so when I got, to, I got to the point, I couldn't afford a ticket to Salt Lake City. And all I could afford was a ticket to an airline ticket to El Paso. So when Donna got on the plane, she didn't realize she had no idea where we were going. And she thought we were going to make a couple of stops. And we get to El Paso, and she kind of said, this is it? <laughs> I said, yeah, yes. I say <laughs> and then a few hours later, she was engaged. So, Although oh, I should say, when, when I asked her, her response was. No, 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 you're not supposed to tell this part of the story. <laughs> her response, I asked, you know, would you marry me? And she says, yes. Uh, tentatively. Oh. Said, tentatively? What do you mean tentatively? She says, well, you need to call my mom. I said, oh. you're right. I need to call her. So. Well, I, that's, that's a good measurement. <laughs> uh, you all have a beautiful daughter. Tell, us, tell me a little bit about it. Oh, my goodness. Um, talk about uh, the Lord leading us and teaching us through so much. Greg and I were childless, um, had the privilege of being pregnant once. But our, our little Shannon um, died in my womb at only uh, eight weeks of mm-hmm. age. So when I miscarried a couple weeks later, we, we prayed for a child. And I prayed for a child to look just like my husband. And sure enough, God sent her to me through the miracle of adoption mm-hmm. in 2001. So we have a beautiful 16-year-old girl who is driving scares mama to death, but I am now part of that tapestry. I can love on my baby girl, be called mommy, 
be called mama, get infuriated with a teenager, uh, just all the tapestry of life things that a, a parent gets to go through. And it also gives me greater insight into how I must frustrate God at times. See, I think you, we, that was a gap time for us. Mm-hmm. But what we often, I think, as, as, as believers and as just people in general, we don't always recognize those gap times. That's true. We're too busy trying to just move forward that we don't realize this is an important time. And so we went through 19 years of marriage without having a child, and we tried, like Donna said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we kept saying we were going to adopt, we were going to adopt, we were, but we just sort of kept pushing it off. And we didn't realize there there was a gap there. There was something that we were really called to be, and that was parents. And uh, God came through in a mighty way with this adoption. You know, it is an amazing thing to me that he is uh, attentive to every intimate detail in our lives. If we are in the position of seeking and listening and looking, looking and following him. Well, and my prayer had been, Lord, I've always wanted to be a mommy. If this is not your will, please take the desire away from me. I asked him for that, and he didn't take away the desire, but I rested in him, and then we got that phone call. Yeah. So the phone call came on a Friday night. The phone call was, hey, there's somebody that's going to have a baby, an 18-year-old girl. They're needing someone to adopt. Would you be, could we consider your name to go forward uh, with the adoption? And um, I can tell you about it later on, on the other side of the break if you want to take a break to go through this. Well, let's do that, Greg. We'll come back. We want to hear the rest of that story. But what we want to talk about in our remaining time, Miss Donna, is what God's called you to do right now in this place, in this gap, in your life, and in Greek's life. Right after this, stay with us for love talk. Hi, this is John Cotner, and you know we all can use some happiness, some hope, and humor in our lives. I'm talking about the Good News Journal, published by Evelyn Davison. Well, the Good News Journal is free, and you can pick it up at locations across Central Texas like HEB, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, and churches, and it comes out every three months. Now, advertisers and writers interested in having an article published should call 512-249-6535. The Good News Journal, providing good news for the greater Austin and surrounding areas for 23 years. And now with more than 66,000 in circulation. Go to goodnewsjournal.net. That's goodnewsjournal.net. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on Shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud 
proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith, 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Thank you, John. We are in studio today with some very special friends. It's Greg uh, Davidson and his precious wife and my good friend, Donna Davidson. Donna, you are a professional lady now. You've grown out of the years of of, of, of adopting a baby. And, and uh, you know, Greg, you were telling us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'll just finish up on that because it's, it's an important story to understand gaps and, and how we don't fully recognize them and, and how God is actually it's actually moving. We were we kept saying we were going to adopt, and we went through actually training for adoption. And Donna got into law school, and that wasn't right. And then I was in graduate school studying government at UT, and so the time wasn't right. And the time just kept slipping, slipping, slipping away. And so we get this phone call on a Friday night from a friend that says she was going to adopt the baby, but she was because of her family situation was not going to be able mm-hmm. to do that. And she wanted to put our name forward as someone not to leave this girl in the lurch. And we said, oh, yeah, sure, fine. Yeah, yeah, we'll, be, yeah we'll pray about it, and we'll, we'll call you on Monday. She said, <clears throat> we don't have until Monday. Mm-hmm. The baby's due in seven weeks, and I've got to tell this mother, you know, give her a name. I said, well, Okay. <laughs> Can you give us 30 minutes to pray about it? And so he, she said yes. And so we started trying to pray. And we couldn't pray. Every time we'd start to pray, we'd start talking. Talk, 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 talk. So we finally called our pastor. And the pastor said, because uh, I said, we, we can't pray. The pastor said, well, maybe it's because God is answering your prayer and you're not listening. <laughs> Love that one. <laughs> so we called her back and we said, yes, ma'am, put our name forward. And then we met the young lady a uh, day and a half later. Uh, and then went through other issues, good, good issues of how we kind of brought the two families together. But, but that's yeah. how we didn't recognize God had to really pull that in mm-hmm. to say, no, the time is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think he's doing that in our nation. If we look at our nation today, Donna, and we see the dysfunction of families and the disorder in our government in so many places, we need somebody that knows the Lord Jesus has the power of his Holy Spirit to represent us in a lot of places that we advance into this coming election, which, you know, it's we can go to polls right now, right? That's right. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, you um, Give me a reason today, or give us a reason today why, first of all, we all should vote. With, and then we want to talk why they need to vote, vote for you, okay? <laughs> well, um let me give you a little bit more background. I, I'd never met a lawyer until my father died, and he didn't have a will. So that was the first lawyer I'd ever met. So this is not something that when Greg said, well, and then she went to law school, God made me do that, uh, kicking and screaming pretty much. But at the same time, we've been able to see in all these different things how he has been preparing me for this. Once I was in law school, I actually got to work for Rick Perry, when he was ag commissioner and got to learn about administrative law, what an agency does, how they deal with the people that they regulate. And then I got to work in the governor's office for George Bush, got to work with Al Gonzalez, who taught me a whole lot about being thoughtful and measured and patient 
when you're trying to come up with a legal opinion to advise your client. Then I got to work for Rick Perry again when he was lieutenant governor. I was his general counsel, and I got to help him in a lot of different ways. But the the last thing I did in public service was helped him make sure all his I's were dotted and T's were crossed when he became governor. And as we all know, he has now been the longest-serving governor in the state of Texas. So when I went into private practice, it was totally God's timing. When I left public service, it was in March of the year that Mary Grace came to us in October. Mm. It was, I went into private practice with a small law firm, continued to represent state representatives, state senators, the Republican Party of Texas, in legal proceedings of all kinds in administrative arena. And administrative law is what a lot of the cases uh, that are civil cases that come before the Third Court of Appeals hears. Well, about mid-October, I got a call. And as you can tell, we usually get a phone call. (laughs) A phone call was how we found out about Mary Grace. An invitation. And Mm. a phone call was how I found out that one of the sitting justices would probably not be running again. And someone called me and asked me to prayerfully consider Mm -hmm. running. Suffice it to say, I was very humbled and overwhelmed by even the thought Mm -hmm. that it could be me that should consider running. But as I've told Greg on many occasions, I have to be open to what the Lord would have me do, willing to actually do it and obedient. Absolutely. Not just willing, but obedient and follow through. Open, willing, and obedient. I call it O-O. 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 Here we go. God's well, got actually, he used to say, <laughs> oh, oh no, it. we're being O-O. So, yeah, I said, hold on tight, baby. But we talked about it, and we prayed about it, and I felt like one person was n- not enough, and I didn't feel comfortable talking to anybody else about it. Because not everybody would know that this person might not be running again. So (laughs) I went to the Texas Federation of Republican Women Convention to teach yet another campaign manager school. Mm -hmm. And when I got home, I started getting phone calls. Because that person was not there getting petition signatures, everybody else now knew that he was not running. Mm -hmm. And I received phone calls, and then I sought counsel. As we are want to do, we need to seek counsel. We sought counsel. Greg actually sought counsel before he asked me to marry him. He went and talked to elder brothers and sisters in Christ. I went to elder brothers in Christ specifically that I felt knew me well and knew my um, capabilities from a legal perspective. And they were very encouraging, asked me to examine the gifts that God had given me, And once I started putting all the pieces together, this just seemed like the next step. So I didn't know there was a gap to stand before me to then run for office. And as a matter of fact, I taught 13 of 17 campaign manager schools this summer. Mm. Said Greg ran for office in 1994. One's enough. He says one lawyer per family, one (laughs) candidate per family. So we've been there, done that. I'm never going to run for office. Well, you know... If you're really going to be oh, whoa, mm-hmm. you've got to be open, and never is really not an option. That's true. So the Lord got my attention yet again. Didn't hit me over the head with a two-by-four, but it was close. 
and uh, I filed for office. I filed to uh, a campaign treasurer appointment that Monday, uh, October 23rd, and I am running for the third court of appeals, place six. This is not something I've always wanted or dreamed of or aspired to. It's not a resume builder. This is just something I'm doing in obedience, and I trust God with the results. What is the criminal? Pardon, honey. Amen. 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 Amen covers us. What is the Court of Criminal Appeals? That's why well, we are. It's the Court of Appeals. It's not the Court of Criminal Appeals. So let me let me okay. That's what I don't understand. And come back down, maybe. Okay. The Texas Supreme Court and the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals are the two highest courts in the state of Texas. So we have actually two high courts. Texas Supreme Court is civil, and the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals is criminal. Below that are 14 courts of appeals. That's what I'm running for. So if somebody's in a lawsuit in any place in the state of Texas, they have a right to appeal to their courts of appeal. The third court of appeals covers 24 counties. Mm. goes all the way from the New Braunfels area, kind of comes up I-35 to Bell County, then cuts across and goes over to St. Angelo and Tom Green County. Mm-hmm. So we've got Erion, we've got McCullough, Mills, San Saba, Schleicher, lots of the little counties out there. And then we've got Travis, Williamson, Hayes, uh, Comal, Bell, Bastrop, Burnett. I could keep on going, obviously, mm-hmm. with 24 counties. But anybody who has a court case and wants to appeal it, it will go to the Third Court of Appeal. So it's an intermediate appellate court in the same way that the Fifth Circuit is the intermediate appellate court in the federal system uh-huh. that Don Willett was just appointed to, and he, he moved over there. Those appeals go straight to the Supreme Court in the same way that local appeals by federal judges and federal courts here in Texas go to the Fifth Court. Donna's in the same type. She's running for a position on the same type of an appellate court. So it's different than the district courts. The district courts are the ones that each each county has, and there are any number of, in each county. But these are the ones that get appealed up. Greg, how qualified is she to do this? I think she's immensely qualified. When she told me that, that she was considering it, I said, it's a no-brainer. I mean, she has the experience, the maturity, just the sense of, of, of well-groundedness to, to be a judge. Um, you know, I don't want somebody who's going to be sitting and hearing my case to be, you know, kind of, kind of uh, how can I put it? I, I want them to be thoughtful. Mm-hmm. I, I want them to see all sides because it may not be me or it may not be somebody else who is in the right. And I want someone that will apply the law, someone that's grounded in the text of the law says what it means. And so that's what she's all about. She's not going to be a judicial activist that goes in there and starts making laws from the bench because she thinks it's the right thing to do mm-hmm. or it's the fair thing to do. The fair thing to do is to apply what the law says that the legislature has passed. And I know that she's extremely well grounded in that. So her experience, her temperament, her wisdom, I think God has, has given her this great crown of glory for a reason. She's She's, she's earned that wisdom, and she's a, a good counselor, a good listener, and I think she'll do great on the third court. Where do we go to vote? Um, so the election will be on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and in each of the counties, uh, they'll, they'll have uh, – well, the early voting will be over by that time. So um, the uh, 
counties will have different polling locations set up, mostly in the neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. They'll also be in the larger metropolitan areas. They'll be central voting areas. So you can either vote in your local precinct or in these local uh, uh, central voting precincts. Um, If you have a voter registration card, the number of your precincts will be on that card. If you don't know that, Donna, you can find that out through... You can go to your county website. There will be a list of polling locations that are available at each polling uh, website. And I don't know if we're going to be able to get that all those uh, connections on my website anytime soon. But uh, you definitely can find your local polling locations by going and calling your uh, elections administrator for your county. Give us the website for Donna. Uh, www.donnaforjustice.com. And the four is the numeral four. Numeral so four. www.donnaforjustice.com. Well, she's not going to be number four. She's going to be number one, folks. (laughs) Because I'm telling you, as a great-great-grandmother, you need to go to the polls. And you need to know who it is that's running. You need to know what God's plan is for that person and for the state of Texas. When we come back, I want us to talk a little bit more, Donna and Greg, about how we fit in to the spaces in our life that, that God creates in gaps. And what our real gap is, if you don't know it, and how you feel it, right after this, say this. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just a general town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334 7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call Costa at 334-7300. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 
Research Boulevard and New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. John, we are back in studio with a very special guest today. It's our good friends, Greg and Donna Davidson. And Mr. D, you said they had no double D, didn't you? That's right. Van, what, what, what happened to your second D? Well, we were poor. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't afford two Ds. Well, our, our, family, our family story was the Davidsons, with D-A-V-I-D-S-O-N, uh, were strongly religious people, and they kept the Ten Commandments. And anything else they could get their hands on, basically. They were good Scots-Irish. Good Scots I'm, I'm sure that this started out to be David, and, you know, somebody just didn't get past first grade, and they got it But it wasn't Van. Van's like you, Greg. He is highly educated. Now, me, I'm just a little Holly homemaker. Well, we are talking today with Donna and Greg Ab- uh, Abbott. Where, every time I pray, I pray for Greg Abbott. Uh Davidson. You'd be surprised how many times people will call the governor's office asking for Greg, and they'll get me thinking they're going to get Greg. <laughs> <laughs> no, you want the other Greg. Are you honest in filling that gap? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I'm sorry. I just love to have fun with, with my friends. Exactly Donna, I'm so absolutely uh, astounded at where God has placed you at this time in life. and. Tell us what you see God's plan is for you as you run and 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 accept whatever God has in this particular time in your life. Well, it, it has been pretty incredible. Um, I am uh, definitely a follower of Christ who believes that He puts you in places for a reason. Um, I was perfectly content with everything I was doing. I love the people I work with and the people I work for. I have statewide office holders that are my clients. I have the Republican Party of Texas as a client. I have state representatives as clients. I'm still doing my part to help in making sure that our public servants are maintaining those high ethical standards. But, you know, sometimes even if you're content in all circumstances, that may not be where God wants you to be. So like with Abraham, you know, he may be sending you out. And uh, this is a send out for me. I'm an introvert (laughs) who uh, is very much a people person. I love being around people. But it does wear me out to, to not have alone time to recharge. So this has been a real growing experience for me. Never let anybody say that you're too old for the Lord to deal with and help you grow in yet another way. He just picks one thing at a time. Otherwise, it would be too overwhelming, I think, for most of us. Um, I love people. I love to serve. I, I want to be his hands and feet in the world and whatever he calls me to do. If that means I'm supposed to wash dishes somewhere, I'll do that. If it means I'm just supposed to sweep, that's okay. But he's actually gifted me with this life that I've had that was not a big plan of mine. It was his plan. I would never have thought that little girl from Mission, Mm. Texas, 
would be running for office in 24 counties. The only thing more incredible than that would be running statewide. And I thank God that that was not what he called me to do. That might be next. Oh, careful there. <laughs> careful there. Uh-oh. That might be another owo. But as far as my plan to be obedient and follow him, it is just astounding to me. The people that I have met over the last 30 years of my political involvement, just trying to be a faithful disciple mm-hmm. of Christ, trying to be involved in the political process. I mean, we remember when we were in our 20s and Travis County had a, a convention and, you know, the pro-lifers were bound and determined to be heard and we were. And we've been fighting to be mm-hmm. heard ever since. And now it's amazing what God has, has blessed and anointed us with, with people in power who are believers who do believe in the sanctity of life, who do believe and have our values, now we're governing. So we need to make sure those in authority over us are those that we want to be over us. And in Romans 13, Paul wrote to the Romans to be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by Mm. God. That's a lot. We are supposed to be a part of the process here in our republic where we have this form of government. We can go vote. It is a civic virtue to go vote. It is almost an obligation as Christians to make sure that we are trying to influence our culture and our society. I would say that we have to be informed Because there are Christians all over the world who are being persecuted and they don't have any rights under the governing authorities there. We, with our freedoms, with our liberties, with our right to vote, should not waste it. We need to go out and vote. So for me, actually being a candidate is totally upside down. I've supported candidates. I've worked for candidates. I've, you know, campaigned for candidates, and now I am the candidate. So I would say that God knows what he's doing in each person's Mm -hmm. life, and you're absolutely right. I trust in him for the results. I just know that I'm supposed to do what I'm supposed to do, and all these people from these past 30-some-odd years of my political activist life are coming back into my life in different ways, shapes, and forms. And they are supporting me. They're encouraging me. But most importantly, they are praying for me. You know, that's important. And I want to ask our audience to do that today. We're going to do that as before we leave the studio today. But, you know, life is um, it's always an adventure uh, when you look at the positions that we have where God has placed us in position. Uh And it is exciting when when his anointing comes to serve him and serve others. And, Donna, you've done that so beautifully all these years. Just You know, it's just been amazing how God has used you and your professional skills to make uh, the right kind of decisions in this this time in our lives. Uh, Grant, give us a phone number and, again, your website so that our friends who are listening today... 
uh, can call. Um, have you got some signs you can give away? Or? We do. Okay. We have uh, uh, most of the signs are up, and they're on their way out to voting locations, and so you'll see them pretty much throughout the area, big red signs with Donna's mm-hmm. names on it. But uh, if you need to contact Donna for any reason, you can www.donna4 J-U-S-T-I-C-E.com. And the phone number again, 512-775-7625. You know, when you look at um, the time that we have left in this nation, uh, we are a peak. Uh, We're almost at a crisis in every area of law, you know, from, from, from the local judiciary all the way up to the Supreme Court. We are going to Washington, D.C. with a a group of 12 uh, disciples uh, on March the 12th, 13th, and 14th. And we're going to pray in the uh, House of Representatives for every representative. We're going to the Senate and pray for them. One by one, pray for them. We've got enough people we can do that in a day and a half. We're also going to give them a copy of our new book, Praising and Praying Across America. It is so important that we pray for our leaders and let them know we're praying for them. So I want to ask you who are listening today to pray for Donna. Pray that this uh, this calling from the Lord Jesus will be multiplied and validated by the people in this state who actually uh, make the decisions. Uh, but, you know, there's a bigger decision than who we're going to vote for, and that is how we're going to live in this gap of life. Brother Greg, how would you how would you expound on that to our study? Well, I'm reminded today? of the story of a young man who was kind of working with uh, with his father's, uh, I don't call it business, but his father was a priest. And he'd been ministering for many, many years. And... Um, uh, the young man uh, went to bed one night, and he thought he heard something. And so he ran into another room and said, Dad, here I am. I, here I am. Here I am. I'm here. And the father said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So the young man went back to bed, and sooner than later, he heard that again. So he jumps up. He runs in and says, Here I am. Here I am. You know the story. It's the story of Samuel. Yes. The story of Samuel represents the, this need for God in our life. And even for those, if, we, if you notice at the very beginning of the story, Samuel was already ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli, his father. But there wasn't that relationship. And that's what we need with Jesus Christ mm-hmm. is that relationship. We may be going through life thinking that we know Jesus. We may be going through life thinking that we understand but until we actually have that encounter with the risen Jesus and the Lord comes and lives in our life that will change our life forever, uh, that's, what we're, that's what we desire. Now, all of us are going to have times when we feel distance from God. There'll be times when we feel like we're in the desert in the faraway places. But those are the times when God is standing in the gap for us. And it's by the blood of Jesus Christ that we have been saved. And he pulls us through that time and gets us into that right relationship with God the Father. And then we set about again to live our life and to move forward, doing the good things and the best things that we can, knowing that it's God's grace that carries us each and every step of the way. Well, Jesus is our gap filler. He creates it, and he anoints us for the work that will be done. And we certainly want to pray you off, Donna, and just ask God to bless you in every way. But we want to thank you for listening to us today again. 
uh, go to our website, www.lovetalknetwork.com, or call the number 512-775-7625, and, um, and you get a dose of Donna. <laughs> yeah, that was the <laughs> but in the meantime, we pray you have a great week, and um, we will love talk with you again next Saturday. 